it started off quite young. So I actually was a very competitive athlete that was playing varsity soccer um, for University of Windsor. And I just wanted to get bigger, faster, stronger on the field. So I got myself into the gym and started lifting weights with the football players. And that's how I originally started. Then when the football players started introducing me to T-Nation back in the day, the forums, I drank the Kool-Aid so fast that I was spending all my leisurely time between precision nutrition, T-Nation, any of the forms possible just to soak myself up with the knowledge. And I actually hired my first coach off of T-Nation. She was a female that was a moderator, Jen Heath. And I started training in the gym with her when I stopped playing soccer and just wanted to enjoy myself personally and better myself and everything in that nature. Welcome to the Find Your Strong podcast. I'm Jennifer Van Barneveld Pay, president of Strong Fitness Magazine, founder of Team Strong Girls, and fitness coach turned fitness publisher. Each week, I'm going to give you a thought or an interview of how to build stronger bodies, stronger minds, and stronger relationships. Getting to where I am now has been nothing short of a journey of the ultimate highs and the deepest of lows. I've had my fair share of setbacks, near bankruptcy, an eating disorder, and multiple miscarriages. You name it, I lost my way time and time again. But through it all, I uncovered my purpose, which gave me the perseverance to find my strong and stay the course. I've spent more than 15 years coaching women, and I know that fitness is a vessel to help you feel strong, confident, and empowered in your body and your life. If you're looking for inspiration and motivation, you've come to the right place. You are not going to want to miss this. Welcome to the show, Nadine. It's about time we actually sat down here on the pod and chatted. Yes, I am so excited. I mean, we're always talking offline and we're always like, we really just need to just record ourselves talking because yeah. it's just so much bundled information for everybody. Absolutely. And you have been an OG, like strong girl from like 2014. So eight years now you came to help me. Like I just needed, I needed assistance back then with the growth of like the Facebook page and all the clients coming in and you've been like my right hand. And now you're, you're Jacqueline's coach Jacqueline's right hand. And you've just really been there from almost the beginning and really have seen the evolution and been there for everybody, like the coaches and the, and the team. So one, thank you. Yes. <laughs> and two, let's talk about that. Like, let's talk about first, let's talk about how you started in the fitness industry. Like, what was your journey into this space? Yeah. So it started off quite young. I mean, I realized when we were talking on Strong Formula one day about how long we have been training um, ourselves. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's been like almost two decades. Um, or longer. So I actually was a very competitive athlete that was playing varsity soccer um, for University of Windsor. And I just wanted to get uh, bigger, faster, stronger <laughs> on the field. Um, I was short, everyone was a lot larger than me. So I got myself into the gym and started uh, lifting weights with the football players. And that's how I originally started. Then when the football players started introducing me to T-Nation back in the day, the forums, um, I drank the Kool-Aid so fast um, that I was 
spending all my leisurely time between precision nutrition, T Nation, any of the forms possible just to soak myself up with the knowledge. And I actually hired my first coach off of T Nation. She was a female that was um, a moderator, Jen Heath. And I started training in the gym um, with her when I stopped playing soccer and just wanted to um, enjoy myself personally and better myself and um, everything in that nature. I started really enjoying my training that I just wanted to get involved and learn more. So I was introduced to Charles Poliquin, obviously through the T Nation forums and decided to take anything that he offered. So I took his biosignature, his PICP level one, PICP level two, and also anything that John Berardi put out. So I saw John Berardi from the very beginning of uh, precision nutrition before it became this um, nationwide educational course. So it's been awesome because not only have I involved in the industry, I got to see all of the big names involved themselves and then also be a part of Team Strong Girls and now watch them evolve just as I've watched Charles Poliquin, John Berardi, um, Bedros, everybody else. That's amazing. That's amazing. And yeah. all while, you know, becoming a nurse. Yes. So during that time, I actually uh, completed many degrees as well. I had my uh, undergraduate in kinesiology, fell in love with exercise physiology in particular, and I uh, did my master's in exercise physiology, where I did it with type 2 diabetes and high-intensity interval, um, interval training, which was my, my baby because I was one of the first to actually study the diabetic population doing um, a not so high intensity interval training. So it's one that we can do day to day and see how it improves health and wellness in individuals. I always thought I wanted to do my PhD because I love educating. And that's why I'm so excited about Strong Formula because now I actually get to do what I love. But um, I also want to be able to help people and improve their health. So I decided to go into nursing, did a compressed time frame nursing program, um, worked for a couple of years, went back and did my master's and then my nurse practitioner degree as well. And now I'm a nurse practitioner and I specialize in both endocrinology and obesity. Nadine is the brainiac of our Team Strong Girls community, but any science questions that you need answered, Nadine has got you covered. She is amazing. And you've also competed on stage. Like, can we talk about that for a minute? <laughs> Gosh, yeah, I did it for fun just to see. As, a, as you see, I like to dip myself and be my own guinea pig. So if there's a diet out there, if there's something out there, I need to try it. And I just want to do it for fun. So I ended up choosing the WBFF because I thought it was really fun that you got to wear a ball gown. <laughs> and it's um, it like a big, glorious show. So I competed in Montreal um, and uh, decided to give it a go. And I only did it once. It really, Actually, I, sorry, I also competed in SAF. So I did it a couple of times. Um, as staff is also very different, they make it more fun and not less stressful. And I just, did, like I said, it was, it was a fun thing, but not my thing and not yeah. something that I uh, want to be doing. That was one of like, when we first met, that's what I absolutely loved about you. Like, of course, all of your education and, and, um, science background, but the fact that you have competed in that world, which is, you know, very restrictive, and you knew what it did to your body, you know, afterwards. And it, it was, it was a cool process. Like you tested it out, but bringing that into the strong girls world and making it more lifestyle. Cause that's what we do. We get body recomp, but you never miss out on life. And that's what I loved about it because you totally got the concept right away. 
Yes. Yes. I remember like when I was competing and the coach kept adding me more cardio and I'm like, Ooh, what is she doing? And I'm pretty sure at a few times I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm doing all that cardio. And I definitely was not doing all that cardio just because I knew that it wasn't good for me and how I felt. And I didn't want to feel that way. So the first competition, I did everything the coach said, but the second time came through and I'm like, yeah, this is really not for me. So when I met with you, Jenny, and I found out the true strong girl way, I was so in love because I'm like, this is something sustainable long-term. And like I said, I was all about that health aspect of it as well. And we are actually improving people's health and wellness from the inside out. We're improving their relationship with food. For improving um, their, their bone mineral density and, you know, increasing their muscle mass. So I thought it was just like the perfect formula, no pun intended to strong formula, but literally the perfect formula for, and setting up our girls for success and long-term. So we are that company that you will see the after, after photos years and years down the line, because what we are truly teaching the girls is a sustainable way of achieving healthy um, body composition changes. Absolutely. And you, you know, that we always start with like habit stacking. Um, our, our coaching is very intricate in the way we really look at somebody as an individual, you know, like we, we customize a program, but the base of the program is, is, is very similar. You know, we believe in weight lift, like weightlifting and, um, you know, some cardio of course, um, but it really starts with habit stacking. And that's when I, that's what I really wanted to dig deep with you today. Um, because I know you talk about this often on your social media. Um, she has awesome social media guys. If you go check her out, the Nadine Shaban, and she has a lot of great science backed, uh, slides with a lot of great information. And you talk about these five surefire ways to upgrade your health often within your copy, within your, your blogs and on your Instagram. So I want to, I want to dig deep with you today, because these are things that people can start doing right now to upgrade their health and live their best life. So let's start uncovering them. What would be your number one thing to start upgrading your life? Something that somebody can start doing right now with their own nutrition, um, health regimen. Yeah. For sure. I think uh, the number one is the most important. And this is why you're hearing so much of it as of lately. It's going to be to increase your protein content. So we know that there are three macronutrients, protein, fat, and carbs. But protein is so special because it's needed for longevity, which is also something that is very um, in the up of the up these days because mm -hmm. we all want to increase our health span. But when it comes to it, what increases that is our muscle mass. So as we age, we get sarcopenia, which is a loss of muscle mass. Uh, we worry about our bone density. Again, protein is there because it increases not like it increases our muscle mass. Yes, but it also helps to reduce the decrease of muscle as we age. Mm -hmm. So that is the first thing that I would start everybody on because even if they want to gain muscle or even lose body fat, it's very satiating. It's one of the more satiating macros that has a lot of health benefits to it. And how much should one person approximately try to consume in a day of protein? Honestly, I would say the bare minimum, um, and this is not according to the RDA, we know that that needs to be updated. It's mm -hmm. so outdated. Um, 
it is going to be one gram per pound of body weight that I would recommend for everyone to start on. Now, as we start to get older and we age, that number actually increases, believe it or not, and it doesn't decrease, but to start at the one pound per, uh, sorry, per pound of body weight mm-hmm. would be perfect. Yeah. Like, I mean, if you just take anyone and, and just tell them to concentrate on that one macro, like give them that macro If they're 140 pounds, like they got to hit 140 grams of protein. If you're 160 pounds, try to hit 160 grams of protein. Once you start to do that, you're not really going to be overeating anything else. Like it's really hard to, because it's so satiating. It's so satiating. The only time I would say I would maybe uh, skew from that one pound is if someone was in the obese category. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of work to eat, um, like say 250 plus of um, of, protein. protein. That's when I would hit their ideal body weight that you want to get them at. And then you can actually put them at one pound per per ideal body weight, their target body weight. Um, I know we don't like to go by the scale, but, but for those instances, when we really get to higher BMIs, it's just like, I said, it's too hard on the digestive system. It's too hard to just consume that much protein that I would go by target body weight. Yeah. And it's not a real ideal lifestyle other you would pretty much be eating the entire day. So you're saying if somebody, let's say is like at that 200 between 200 and 250 or, or higher, then you would, um, you would estimate their ideal body weight, maybe somewhere around 170, 160, and then even maybe even lower and start to scale up from there. Absolutely. That's exactly what I, yes. But for the, for the average female and the ones that we mainly see, we would start at one pound, uh, one gram, sorry, per pound of body weight. And it's amazing to see, um, especially in the first two weeks, how individuals will feel. They're actually starting to feel like they have a little bit more energy. They have more strength um, and uh, they actually feel fuller. So it's actually quite interesting because they're like, oh, I'm eating so much food, mm-hmm. but you're not eating more food. You're just eating more uh, nutrient dense food and more protein, which is causing you to be satiated, satiated, meaning full. Yes. Yes. And what are some of like the best sources of protein? Um, let's say, let's start with like meat eaters. And then I know there's a lot, I, we get this question a lot. You get this question a lot. I get this question a lot. What are great protein sources for non-meat eaters as well? So let's start with the meat eaters and then non-meat eaters. So we know protein is actually amino acids. So amino acids are the building blocks, blocks of protein. Uh, so that's what we want to look at is in particular leucine. So I know leucine, a lot of people talk about in supplementation, but believe it or not, you actually can get it from whole foods. Mm. The best sources um, are going to be eggs, which is something when I was pregnant, I had a lot of because it's good for um, baby development as well. Then you have um, like your fish and your meat and your poultry um, and dairy, if you can tolerate it, but those are all like the best sources of protein. Um especially, like I said, the, the meat, the poultry, um, and the eggs. Would be so, with an em- would, um, so an emphasis on the leucine is key. You're saying totally key. If we can get, I mean, I don't ever expect someone, but if you really want to throw out some science, we always talk about that three grams is that, that mark of leucine. But again, it comes from food and the best sources of food. You don't have to go and Google high leucine foods. It's going to be 
your meat and your chickens and your eggs, perfect sources. And even whey protein has a good, a good amount yes. of leucine in it. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So what about somebody who is a vegetarian or even vegan and they obviously still need to get their protein requirements in and leucine is that, can they take a supplement with leucine? First, let's go through the, the, um, the actual sources of protein you'd recommend. So I'll go through the sources and then I'll go through why particular we are just, we always find it more difficult, I would say. So it can be done. Totally can be done. You have buckwheat, you have quinoa, you have your soy based proteins. Um, and then if you're not vegan, you can use the dairy portion of it to, to increase your protein needs. Um, and those are going to be the bulk that contain more of the amino acids. I mean, you can always use your legumes, your, your nuts, seeds, vegetables, whole grains as well to increase that content. But the, the ones I said, um, at the beginning will be the ones that have a more complete source for you. The issue is with, um, the vegetarian slash vegan diet is like I said, it can be done. The only downside is it's going to take a lot more volume and a lot more calories and carbs in order to meet your protein needs. So that is where the issue lies. It's a lot more difficult if you look at, say, three grams of a meat-based protein source compared to three grams of buckwheat. A lot more volume, a lot more calories. Yeah, yeah, because you have to consider the the other macros that are involved in that protein source that, that vegetarian protein source, right? There's usually a lot of carbs and usually a lot of fat. So it's hard to, it's hard to achieve that balance, I guess. Right. I will say, oh, um, a really, really new recent study came out. Um, and again, it has its flaws, but they did supplement the vegetarian diet and they looked at, um, muscle protein synthesis with vegans and non-vegans. The issue is that they put the vegans on creatine as well. Mm. So, I would like to see a study that did not involve creatine in the vegan diet to compare um, the the vegans to the uh, or vegetarians to the to the meat based um, athletes. Um, and they they show that they had equal abilities to um, have adequate protein synthesis, but again they were supplementing with creatine. So if you were going the vegan vegetarian route, do make sure you're supplementing with the uh, they have the um, the vegan proteins, which you can get your leucine um, content from, okay. but then also protein to help with muscle protein synthesis. Yeah. So let's, let's just talk really quickly on creatine here, because I know we both believe in this. Um, me more so recently, um, especially as I'm aging, but like, why should every woman be taking at least five grams of creatine per day? There is, or should every woman be taking it? <laughs> She would say, yes, that is to me a stable supplement because yes, it helps with recovery. It helps with strength. But aside from that, there's actually many brain benefits. Um, And that's why I actually a long time ago have started supplementing with creatine because it has been shown to help um, brain development and to uh, slow any progression of say, if anyone had Alzheimer's, um, it's, I don't want to say there's any prevention, but it does have benefits to the brain level but also to the strength and at the muscular level. Mm-hmm. And that's like, again, everything that we're doing to promote longevity, anti-aging and muscle sparing is all with creatine. So I think yeah, everyone and it's- is a supplement that goes hand in hand with protein. 
Very good. Very good. Yeah. I, I just include five milligrams into my um, post-workout shake every day and it's tasteless and I'm, and it's one I'm that can be taken anytime. So I, I, I also like to take it post-workout, but honestly, if someone is, is crunched for time, taking it any time of day, even on your non-workout days, there's going to be benefit to it. Great advice. Yeah. I've just noticed the strength for me in my workouts. Like my strength has significantly proved, improved. Okay. So let's dig into number two, because this one is very much overlooked and it's so simple to add into your day. Yeah. Walking. Oh my gosh. Walking is my prescription that I prescribe everybody to start with, because first of all, you don't need a gym membership. You can go outside, which is what I prefer. Um, And it's something that anyone can do regardless of limitations in the gym. We see a lot of injuries happening. Uh, but this has so many health benefits from the mind to the body, to the heart. Um, it's a good way to de-stress yourself. And I'm not talking about getting and going on a treadmill. I'm talking about like getting outside in nature or, you know, outside in your neighborhood and moving, just plain movement, even parking away from the grocery store um, or the mall and just walking, um, it adds up over time. So I do suggest someone get about 20 to 30 minutes of day of, of walking. And um, again, that's not on the treadmill. If you have to go on a treadmill, sure, if it's winter time and you can't get outside, that's okay. But it's something that's supposed to be not stressful and something that's supposed to be um, bring you bring you pleasure. Let your mind think elsewhere. Um, and, uh, like I said, it's very, it's very like one of the best medications for the heart, for blood sugars. We know that walking after your meals helps to reduce, um, postprandial blood sugars. So to me, it's one of the best form of free activities that anyone can do. And how many, like, what should, if somebody's not walking enough, like they clearly, you know, they're, they're sitting at their desk nine to five, they might be like running around with their kids at night. What would you say like a good starting point is, or just like most people have some sort of walk watch to keep track of steps. Like what's a good range that somebody can, you know, actively work towards. A lot of people threw up the number 10,000 steps a day, but in theory, research research shows that to get the benefits that they've shown is about 8,000 where I come from now, if I put on my, my nurse practitioner hat, it's going to be do more than what you're currently doing. Mm. So look at what your watch says, if you have a watch or your phone or something, and just try to do more every other day or once a week, like base it on your own health, wellness, and how you feel. But even for individuals who are new to weightlifting, getting out and walking is going to help the cardiovascular system in the gym because we want them to get conditioned and have a good cardiovascular system in order to lift weights. They kind of go hand in hand mm-hmm. um, with that. So I, I always say to do more. If you can, if you need to get that number, I would say at least a minimum of 8,000 per day. You don't have to worry about 10,000 steps a day um, because the research actually showed it was more 8,000, not 10. But I always say either 20 to 30 minutes or if you can do more than what you're currently doing. And find ways to do that. Like I said, parking farther at the grocery store, even if you have to break out your walk, it doesn't have to be done in a full 20 minute span. If you have 10 minutes here, 15 minutes there, take what you can get on your lunch hour 
I used to go for breaks and um, go for walking, uh, walk breaks outside. Yeah, so I think that's a great. That you can, yeah. Yeah, I think that's a great, um, those are great tips. I don't think you, if your day is so busy, I don't think you need to like carve out 30 or 40 minutes. Like you could actually do it within, you know, you can do 10 minutes here, 10 minutes there, um, parking a little bit further away to get your groceries. And I mean, those are what we do in our family because it's a little dark at night and two boys, as you guys know, we do like a little dance party after dinner. That way you're getting like some movement in. Yeah. And it's like, you know, you don't get that like slump after dinner where everybody's kind of tired and, and, uh, you know, not wanting to do anything. Like we, you get your body moving right after you eat and, uh, in the winter months, a dance party. And it's also great to put the kids to bed when they're like exhausted and moving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we have little dance parties and, and our little guy is ready to go to crash. Like we're all just like, you know, run a little, like run in the spot, right? Like do, yeah. do little things like that. Um, but yeah, just like I said, there's just so many, many health benefits to walking and, you know, the latest craze with, you know, health and wellness, you know, boosting um, the immune system, it improves your sleep. Like I said, it improves your mental state, helps digestion, increases energy. There's so many health benefits to me. It's the best prescription that anyone can do for free. I love it. I always feel better after a walk. Like, you know, you're having a stressful day. I always go out for a walk and I feel so much better when I get back. I feel like a walk can solve almost every problem. <laughs> I yeah. believe that. Yeah. That's why I always I always actually say it. It's more for the mental health than, than anything. Yeah. And like I said, it, it's just doing more than what you're currently doing. So don't be scared about anything out there. We just know that the more you walk, the better your health outcomes are. So that's where I just would leave it with, with any individual start on your own journey, kind of like how exercise is your own journey in terms of how much you can lift and the years in the gym and your form, like do the same for walking, just start moving. And then as you go, just progressively increase, because like I said, the more you do in a, in a healthy way, I'm not talking about being on the treadmill for hours and hours, but the more you do, the better your health outcomes will be. Love it. Hey, I'm going to interrupt the show because I have to share one of my most favorite pieces of home equipment slash travel equipment. And if you love to work out as much as I do, then you're going to want to check out Max Pro Fitness. This is so awesome. If you're following me on IG, coach underscore JVB, you will see some of the videos I posted with the MaxFit Pro. It's a full cable system that folds up into a backpack and you can legit bring it anywhere or pull it out like it's so easily stored and for all my fellow strong women out there there are 50 resistance settings from five pounds all the way up to 300 pounds at the turn of a dial and the entire system only weighs 10 pounds I love it so much that I have partnered with them to offer you guys a hundred dollars off your purchase So I'm going to include the link in the show notes. Be sure to check it out and you're going to save $100 off the full cable system that folds up into a backpack. Oh my God, guys, you are going to love it. I hope you take me up on this opportunity because you are not going to be disappointed. I want to get to number three because it's my favorite one. It's like the strong girls rule number one (laughs) is we all want to gain muscle. 
and yeah, lift heavy, continue, continue to get stronger. So I want to talk about this with you because this is your number three and one, like we, we still hear this and we, we still hear it like maybe like a, a couple times a week when women say, okay, I'll start to lift weights, but I don't want to look bulky or I don't want to get bigger. I what do you say to that? I tell them it's really like, if we're talking about hormones, like it's not possible yeah. <laughs> based on our female genetics and hormonal milieu. Like we can, I, unless, even if we're eating in a, in a surplus that's grandiose, we still will never look like those bodybuilders you see in magazines, um, or as people like to say, they don't want to look like their male counterpart. It's never going to happen. And I will be like, oh, it's like watching a male get pregnant if that happens to females, <laughs> right? It's like something that just is like, wow. Um, it's it's very hard. And we lift heavy as strong girls, we lift heavy. I have always been lifting heavy in the gym, especially for my size. And it is very, very difficult to gain muscle mass. Mm -hmm. I think that is actually understated how hard it is to actually gain quality muscle mass. Yes. If we're eating a surplus, (laughs) we can get larger but it's not all quality muscle mass um, all the time, depending on our individual circumstances. Uh, but it's very hard, like I said, to actually put on actual muscle mass. And um, it's all about the right load and the right stress and that right caloric number um, and protein needs to get there. So there's quite a strategy on how to do it the right way. But like I said, you'll never get bulky. We don't have enough testosterone in our body to make us actual like bulky and um, not being able to fit into our clothes. If anything, I would challenge someone and say that they actually would look better because they have that, that muscle density is what I like to call it. And that's what actually creates that sculpt and, and figure that you actually want. If you think about it, when we actually lose body weight, we're losing some muscle mass and we would just get tinier and tinier. But if we actually want to sculpt the body, that's where we actually need to add resistance to um, our, our body in order to sculpt it as we lose body fat. So resistance training is very important for so many reasons, but I would always challenge someone if they said that they thought they would get bulky because it really does not happen unless we're taking exogenous steroids um, or we are just some genetic freak of nature. Yeah. Yeah. And in general, when you're gaining muscle, like a body recomp, we want to gain as much lean muscle as possible. Um, Obviously there's some shredding of fat involved, but muscle in general takes up less space than fat. And that's why we can achieve that. Like, like a lot of people call it toned, right? We, we don't like to call it toned, but people listening in and people wanting to come into the program, they say, I want to look toned and that really meets putting on muscle, right? Like putting on muscle and shaping the body and losing fat in specific areas. And that's the beauty behind lifting weights and, and training the body 
because you can build, you can build an X frame. You can build that hourglass figure with, you know, your, your, like the different programs and the approach to training, you know, you want to build your glutes. We're going to do a glute focused program for, you know, however, however long, 12 weeks, and then we'll take it easy for a few weeks. And then we, you know, like there, there's ways to go about it. You can actually achieve the body of your dreams with weightlifting with consistency over time. Right. And I also like to challenge our clients sometimes to think about, <laughs> I always laugh because there's like this Instagram of a guy going into his car, pretending that he's a female and that he's literally carrying like a dozen things and then just like throws it all in the car as he gets there. But we all do that daily, right? If you think about we're lifting our kids, we're lifting our bags. Like we're not just lifting one grocery bag. We have like a ton of grocery bags we're lifting. Um, we're, we're bringing things to the car, et cetera. So we actually are lifting, or you are probably lifting more than you think about during the day. So when oh, it comes yeah. to um, the resistance training, yes, there's going to be a number associated with a weight or a bar. But if you think about your day-to-day things that you're carrying around, it probably equates to that. There's just no, like your kid, there's not a 25 pound or 30 pound thing flashing on, on, on your kid to show you how child. much you're <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So I always like to say, like, I always like to compare to your groceries, to your luggage, to your kids, to the day-to-day activities, but now we're able to do it in a manner that we're able to sculpt your body to the way that you want to. So like I said, like, like when we lose body fat without training, we're just losing body fat and muscle. But once we add the training component, we're able to sculpt the body to look in that, like you said, that I don't like to say tone, but that's what the word that everyone knows. I like to yep. use like say density, but that's yep. exactly what we're doing. We're pre- preserving our muscle mass and we're losing the body fat. And even in this, similar to the building period, it takes time and that does take some work because we have to be in that caloric surplus and meeting our protein needs. Um, but again, it's going to be hard to get very bulky. Yes. I feel like, you know, when you hear that it's these women seeing images of women bodybuilding and like, they just, just to give you guys um, a little bit more information on that, like they have dedicated their entire life for this sport. They are training two to three times per day. They are eating a lot and we don't know what else they (laughs) could be taking. Right. And it's, also too, like even, even bikini competitors, like they are training, like they've dedicated their life for for this sport and like with everything, with, with training a couple times a day, you know, more cardio, whatever else, but that is their job. And when they've stepped up on stage, you know, they've basically dieted for, I don't know how long, usually like 12 weeks and they're uncovering all of that muscle. So they actually look bigger in photos, but when you see them in person, they're quite small. Any Dean, it's just because they've, they've, they've lost so much fat and they're uncovering the hard earned muscle that they've been training years and years for. And that's why they've achieved that specific look. So to look at that and be like, Oh my God, that does look a little scary and big. Yeah. That's only for like a few days. They look like that. And also they've been doing this for, for years and it's their entire life. It's their job. So they're not just going into the gym for about 45 minutes and three to five times a week. Like what we're doing, they're literally spending 
hours in the gym and and they have a game plan a yearly game plan to to do so don't don't get me wrong it takes a lot of work and dedication to get to where they are but it's not something that happens overnight and especially if you're a beginner or even if you're a trained um athlete and you're you're coming to or you're just trying to improve your body composition it's very different than a competitor so how would somebody start uh resistance training like what is a good um number of days per week that they should aim to start getting some resistance training into their regimen I would say a minimum of if you're a very beginner I like we like to start our clients at least three days a week mm-hmm. right especially mm-hmm. if you're a beginner and even sometimes we, we start them a whole body um just to get them used to doing things get them used to uh, like we, we go back to habits we want to get we want to set you up for success and we want to make this a habit, just like brushing your teeth and taking a shower. So three times a week, doing full body exercises, um, like 45 minute sessions is, is perfect to start. And then from there, you can add in another training session to four days a week. And then as you get more advanced, you can start to looking at body part splits and, you know, doing glute dominant workouts or working on your shoulders. But a lot of benefits can happen just in terms of body composition to three, four day full body sessions. Um, and from there, you can even add in like we, we do talk about that walking, but to us, that walking is not cardio. So there's a difference between cardio and just getting out there and, and walking for leisure um, and for health. Uh, but like we don't really add cardio because we can encompass that with some of our training programs by creating shorter rest, doing some metabolic circuits. Uh, so we always like to add that little power resistance component because that really helps shape the body and create that, um, that exercise post-oxygen consumption, which means you're burning mm-hmm. calories later throughout the day, which is what training really does at the end of the day. So and- yeah, like that's how I like to start the start start someone off. And that's really the secret sauce behind a successful body recomp. Like all of our success stories, it's because of the weight training and it's not excessive. It's like literally 40 minutes, four times a week. Um, and but it's it's uh, manipulating the program in a way with progression overload that has like you have a coach that knows what they're doing that's that's increasing the volume every, you know, phase, you know, so you are progressing, your body continues to progress. You're not just going in and doing a bunch of random workouts and then wondering why your body's not changing. Like there is an actual plan in place that you're following and you're progressing through. Um, so that's really the secret sauce of the body transformation. That's what we take through. Even with coaches on our strong formula, we we teach them that that's, that's how they are going to get fantastic before and afters because of the whole weight training part of the program. Like I said, there's something really special about what we do, because that is why all the coaches that go through our, their own individual journey with us, they want to learn how to pay it forward now to their clients. So their clients don't have to suffer that they like, it's kind of like that less is more approach, but Mm -hmm. it's all about the quality, not the quantity. So yes, you know, send videos to your coaches, look at the form, look at the muscle activation, learn about the body, learn about your body. And that's that whole individualized approach is learning how your body reacts to the food, um, 
to the training and and seeing that biofeedback. So that's what uh, we, we we really love. It. It's like little scientists at the end of the day with each client because we kind of like to see what our prescription and our protocol does in order to change their whole mind and body connection. Yes. The mind and body. That's what I was going to just say. Like that is so crucial because you can literally just be doing like a bicep curl and not thinking about what muscle it's working. Yeah. You might be burning calories or whatever, but if you're actually focused on the tempo and squeezing that muscle and knowing what muscle is actually working, that mind to muscle connection is so powerful. And in my opinion, maybe you can talk a little bit more about this as a, as a, as a scientist, but you can, you can get better gains when you have mind to muscle connection. Absolutely. Yeah. Because that's all about activation at the end mm-hmm. of the day you need to make sure that you're activating, feeling that muscle at the end of the day, doing the work and you really can. And that's why we, we really like teach our clients all about, for example, tempo or learning the proper movements and how, where you should feel the movement. And that's why, like, I know Jack and I can speak for Jack and I just because we work hand in hand. And also when I worked with you, but all of our clients were sending us videos after videos after videos. And we will look at everything just to make sure, you know, as an online trainer, you need to make sure that they're doing things properly. Mm -hmm. Yes, for um, injury prevention, but also so they're getting the most out of the training session and getting that activation that they are um, needing to get in order to see that muscular adaptation and and, um, change. So it's, it's amazing. And that actually goes in hand with my, my next point about gaining, um, because they kind of go hand in hand. I'm kind of jumping here to number four, because it's me, like, um, my, my other prescription would be sleep. Yes. But where do we we gain muscle? It's in recovery. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So that's why you don't want to be weight training every single day, because muscles grow in that resting period and in that recovery period. So we are big adequates about, you know, that whole, like, you know, turn on your system when you need to turn it on, save it for the gym and whatever you need be, but then also work harder on recovery because that exactly is where the magic happens depending on whatever stage you're in. Let it be, um, if you're at a fat loss stage and you're not getting adequate recovery, that will suffer. If you're in a muscle building phase and you're still not getting adequate recovery, your goals will suffer. So sleep is so important in overall health, but also with your goals. We know that low sleep will also increase your cravings for food. It increases your risk of heart disease um, and diabetes and just any other comorbidities. So sleep is huge, like I said, from the health perspective, but also when it comes to muscle building or um, body fat loss. And how much sleep should we be aiming to get per night? So the literature will show between seven to nine hours is ideal. I'll always like to say that the hours is great, but then you also want to look at quality. Mm-hmm. So to me, quality is more important than quantity. Some people can get off of like, like I know my dad, for example, can sleep five hours a night. He has a very deep sleep and it works well for him. But some people need to get that seven to nine hours of sleep. But if you're getting that seven to nine hours and it's very spotchy, then again, that quality is suffering. So I said, it really depends on the individual. Look at like, like your, your quality of sleep, but then also look at the quantity. So, so yeah, aim for around the seven to nine. But if you are getting less or more, that's when you need to look at the quality and make sure that you're getting a deep sleep 
entering that REM stages and um, waking up restful and not fatigue. Yeah. So that's a good thing to just check in with yourself. Like, how do I feel today? Am I, am I like dragging myself out of bed and, and, and I'm, am I craving more sleep or am I waking up and I feel rested? That's a good indication right there of, are you getting quality or if you're maybe not getting quality sleep and then looking at, okay, what did I do before sleep? Did I maybe eat something before sleep? Sometimes that can make me not sleep as well. You know, if I'm hungry and I eat like an hour before I, I find that, that that can sometimes affect my sleep or if my room's not dark enough or cold enough, like all these things. Right. Um, but that's just a really great suggestion. Check in with yourself and ask yourself, how do I feel today? And also cravings. I find mm, that yes. individuals, especially, um, it's, especially in their caloric deficit, they might not be sleeping as well, depending on how big their deficit is, but then you're going to wake up if you're not sleeping well with more cravings. Um, and it doesn't even just have to be in a deficit. It's just in general. I know for myself, I actually have more cravings too, if I don't get adequate sleep. So sleep, like I said, it's, it's very important from, you know, the health perspective, but also when it comes to your body composition goals, it's equally as important. And that's where we actually do the magic. That's where our muscles recover in order to gain muscle mass, preserve muscle mass. Um, and that's where the, the fat loss magic happens. That's the first thing we ask our clients if they're not getting results. How is your recovery? How are you sleeping? Yeah. And also yeah. recovery days too. So, um, you know, sometimes we'll have a client come in that, you know, has done F45 classes. They're at Orange Theory. They're doing yoga. They're doing this. They're doing that. And then they see the program and you know, we get back to the basics with the weight training because we want to work on that first. And then there's full on recovery days where you can still go out for a walk, but they're like, oh, I want to do more. I want to do more. It's actually like if you're focused on a body recomp and you actually want to, you know, shape the body, get toned, you know, lose body fat, less is more. You need to have the rest days in between. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Your body needs to recover and that's where you need to stay hydrated. You also need to be eating your calories. So it, like, it's just more than one, one thing. It kind of like all comes together, but mm-hmm. all these like five little things coming together is what will make you have your, like, will let you meet your body composition goals, have that health and wellness and longevity that you're seeking. So it's kind of like putting all the puzzles of the, like the piece of the puzzles together in order to, to get there. So, yeah. And number five is, yeah. number five is a big one. Yes. Uh, yeah. I and that's it. mindset. It's mindset and staying positive, right? Yes. yes. I am all about positivity. Yes. Things are not going to be perfect. That is life, but that's okay. You know, I always like, have to ask people when they're like, oh, it's not a good time in my journey for, it's not a good time in my life story to, to start a, a fat loss or muscle building or body recomposition journey. But when is, is my, always my question. And you always have that support there because even now it might, it might be a good spot or it might be a good time right now, but down the road, something might happen and you need to have the tools and resources to know how to adapt to any changes that life throws your way. Because as we know, life evolves and is always changing and it's never set. If it exactly. is, 
amazing. <laughs> it really, it really isn't. So we always have to find a way to be positive. And my husband actually has my favorite saying, he always calls it first world problems. So if ever I'm like, you know, I'm female, sometimes I'll blow things up like, oh my gosh, about something. And he's like, Nadine, first world problems. And I started like adapting that myself because really something that I think is horrible, if I think actually to the world news or something that's happening, it really is not that bad, right? I have health, I have my family, I have drinking water, like so much stuff yeah. to be thankful for. And that's why I always bring it back to And I find that it's really has helped me. So, you know, if we can't get a workout in, that's okay. There's another day of the week. And if it can't happen, that's okay. Next week, I'm going to aim to do better. What happened this week that did not let me have, say, 90% compliance in my diet or for me to get my workouts in? What can I change to make that better? I'm always about like, we can always change things. We're never perfect. What can we change for ourselves to do better? And we're always like that. Even you and I, to this day, we're always adapting. Things are always being thrown at us. But what can we do to make the next day better? What are we thankful for? I'm huge on, Charles Poliquin was very huge on gratitude journals. And I see why. It took me a while. As a kid, you're like, okay, who cares about this kind of stuff? But as you grow older, you really have so much to be thankful for. And it shows that those little misses are, are really just little misses. And then in the grand scheme of things, it's not going to make you or break you. It's just a way for you to reflect and see what can you do in those instances to change and to make it better for next time. I love that. I love that. And I feel all of these five things, somebody can, like, you can start doing these five things now. I know for myself, there are crazy days where, yeah, I can't get down. I have a gym in the basement. Sometimes I can't even get down there, but I know my food choices are still my choice. You know, I know that, you know, drinking water is still going to make me feel okay in the day. Like there's little things you can still do in your day to make you feel better. Cause I truly believe when you feel good inside, it's going to trickle into just everything in your life, how you're going to show up at work, how you're going to show up as a parent, how you're going to show up as a spouse. Like we have those choices and life doesn't wait for you either. You know, like why should you wait to do things? Like life doesn't wait for you. Yeah, it's so, it's so true. But, I, and I'll say your, your health doesn't either. And that's yeah. what I always go on because as I, that's why I kind of love both because like, you know, in this role, I actually get to help people change their health and like their health through training, through exercises. These people really want to improve that. And I will tell you, like when I see day-to-day things go wrong in people's health and how some of it could be prevented, like it's not waiting there, right? So if, if you have, if you want to really improve things, you need to take ownership on your own health and that's on you. And like, Mm -hmm. there's never a moment we we make it perfect for that moment in time that's what a coach is for right we're here to help I'm like your GPS we're here to help guide you through all of these um all of these issues or circumstances that life throws at you because between one of us and our huge coaching team we have been through something similar and that's where we are your navigation to get through this and to find solutions to work for you. And that's what we want to do. Ultimately, we want to better your health, your wellness, and your longevity. I love it. Well, Nadine, this has been awesome. I feel like I can talk to you for like another 
couple hours. <laughs> I'm definitely going to have you back on the show because I've like, as you were talking, I have like a few other topics that I would love to talk to you about. Um, just some of the biggest myths as well in like health and body recomp. I think we can uncover those. That would be awesome. Um, but we are running out of time now. Thank you so much for, I know you are actually on a trip in Florida with your family and you made time for me. So I am so grateful. Um, and I just love, I love you. You know that I love having you as part of the team and, uh, this, we're going to grow even more. We're super excited about strong formula and Nadine is a huge part of strong formula, helping educating other coaches, very similar to our strong girls lifestyle, because we collectively as a group have a bigger mission and we want every woman to be living the strong girls lifestyle. And how we do that is educating coaches that have an influence. So I, uh, I love you. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on. <laughs> you I'm, I'm so excited I've been so excited for this and yes I'm on vacation with my family but like Jenny Vince Jack they're all my second family so I would never trade this for the world and it's been an honor to be a part of this journey with them um, for the past eight years and I'm so excited for the future so thank you thanks Nadine And that's a wrap on another episode. Guys, thank you so much for spending this time with me. I just love being able to share these strong stories and thoughts with you. And I hope you were able to take away a piece of inspiration from today. If there's one favor I could ask, please keep sharing, post a screenshot, share a direct link with a friend or post a review and help spread the word so more people can tune in and find their strong. And if you ever wanted to subscribe to our Strong Fitness Magazine and get the physical copy mailed to your doorstep for more inspiration and motivation, I will include the link in the show notes and please feel free to use my Strong Girl 3 discount code to save. Guys, I cannot wait for the next show. I'm Jennifer Van Barnabelle Pay. Take care and stay strong.